Welcome to The Cantankerous Catholic with Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Listen to Joe tackle the really tough moral issues, current events, and politics from a Catholic perspective. Now here's Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Hello again, Sixpack Warriors. Welcome back to The Cantankerous Catholic, episode 165. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I'm mad as hell, and my ire is directed at a certain segment of Catholics who proclaim themselves as faithful members of the Church. Stay tuned to find out what I'm talking about. You may really need to hear this. Here's something I'm going to shout loud and long. During the last two years, every Catholic parish and most businesses lost a ton of money because of the COVID lockdowns. Congress attempted to ease the revenue strain with the CARES Act, but it really did nothing for parishes and little for most businesses. Believe it or not, Congress is actually remedying that. They've not done a good job of getting the word out, but Congress has enhanced the ERTC portion of the CARES Act. If a parish or business has W-2 employees, part-time or full-time, they almost certainly qualify for the ERTC tax rebate. 
I'm working with a CPA firm that specializes in ERTC rebates to reach out to all parishes and Catholic-owned businesses I can. This is especially good for parishes with schools. All any parish or Catholic-owned business has to do is click the link in my show notes that says, ERTC Recovery, I Want My Money. Then just fill out the form on the website, and the CPA firm will determine if the parish or business qualifies. It costs nothing to get started, and the average tax rebate appears to be $150,000. So tell every priest and Catholic business owner about the expanded ERTC rebate and send them to my show notes. Remember, Click the link on my show notes that says ERTC Recovery. I want my money. Putin invaded Ukraine last week. Pretender Biden's response is incredibly incompetent, and he's doing just as I predicted in last week's show. He's leading us into World War III. Another thing I predicted was that China would take this opportunity to invade Taiwan. Well, on the morning I recorded this, Taiwan had to scramble their air defense because of the presence of Chinese military aircraft in Taiwanese airspace. Taiwan may be fighting for its survival by the time you hear this. Last week I did a patriotic episode because we all need an injection of American pride and patriotism in preparation for everything we're about to face. As always, I posted the episode to my social media on Gab and Getter. To my absolute horror, men claiming to be faithful Catholics who aren't of the cafeteria variety claim no love at all for America. Let me be clear. I hate our federal government with every fiber of my being, but I love my country enough to die for. That stated, I thought at first these Catholic men were confusing being patriotic with love of our government. What I discovered? These men apparently aren't confused at all. They simply don't love America. It gets worse, though. Back in the 90s, the late Father Robert J. Fox, who published the Immaculate Heart Messenger, told me that any one comment or letter to the editor represents 100 subscribers who are thinking the very same way. Whereas 60,000 people listen to this show, and there were 16 Catholics on all of my social media and in emails who claim no love for America, that means there are roughly 1,600 people listening to this show who have no love for America. That's frightening for a number of reasons. If you're a listener who has no love for this country, I've got a two-pronged message for you, one that's emotional for me and the other that shows you've actively chosen to place yourself in opposition to and outside the Catholic Church. And if this applies to you, don't you dare stop listening to this. Turning off this episode implies you're a coward or one of those people who says that the truth be damned, I'll believe what I want. If you're not among those listeners who have no love for America, please begin praying for those I'm addressing while you listen. What I have to say to them definitely has internal implications for their souls. As I said, the first part of my message is emotional. I got angry. I am angry. The men of my family have fought in every single war and conflict this nation has ever had. 
whether our government was right or wrong when our nation called, the men in my family stepped up to defend it, often at a heavy cost. We fought in the American Revolution and the War of 1812. We fought in the Civil War, brother fighting brother. We fought in World Wars I, II, Korea, Vietnam, and in the Middle East. My father was a highly decorated hero in Korea. His brother was a decorated hero in World War II, Korea, and Vietnam. One of my sons lost his life because of service to this great nation, and another returned from his second tour in Iraq irreparably damaged, about the same as being dead. While I didn't fight in one of our wars, I've placed my life in harm's way for this nation more times than I can count. With that said, can anyone blame me for getting angry? Only 1% of Americans serve in the military to defend the other 99% of Americans. That 1% even defends your right to say you don't love America. Don't appreciate that? I assure you that you can't live in Russia, Cuba, China, Venezuela, or as we've recently discovered, Canada, and say you don't love those countries. If you did, you'd be branded a traitor. Women aren't combat warriors. Since America's 50% men, and we can discount 20% of them as unfit for military service for one reason or another, that means that at least 30% of the men in this country should be thanking the 1% of Americans who had the guts to risk everything for this nation. And I'm especially speaking to you snowflakes who claim not to love this country. You snowflakes always talk about social justice and America being so evil and that it needs to be made better. Well, if you really want to make America better, get the hell out. Go somewhere like Cuba, Venezuela, or Canada where you'll be more at home. The rest of us red-blooded Americans can handle this nation's problems just fine without you being underfoot. Now, that's my emotional response to those who claim not to love America. If you were offended by anything I said, I apologize. I don't apologize that what I said offended you, only that you were offended. My emotional response aside, there's a spiritual aspect here that certainly needs to be looked at closely. A prayer that every Catholic should have learned as a child then said every day of his or her life since is the act of faith. It goes like this. Oh my God, I firmly believe that you are one God in three divine persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I believe that your divine Son became man and died for our sins, and that he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe these and all the truths that the Holy Catholic Church teaches because you have revealed them, who can neither deceive nor be deceived. As is covered by the ninth article of the Apostles' Creed, every Catholic must accept all the Church's teachings, not just those that seem convenient to your way of thinking. That's been taught by Vatican II, Vatican I, Trent, and every Pope all the way back to St. Peter. According to Jesus' own words in Luke 10:16 and many other verses, if you reject him, you reject God the Father. If you reject a single teaching of the church, no matter what it is, then you reject God himself. You place yourself outside the Catholic Church. 
so you can quit sweating purgatory or hoping for heaven, by Jesus' own words, you're going to hell. The definitive authority for Catholic teaching is the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The Catechism was promulgated by St. John Paul the Great and servant of God John Anthony Hardin, perhaps the greatest theologian of the 20th century, was in charge of the English translation. Paragraphs 2238 through 2243 of the Catechism of the Catholic Church tells us about the duties of citizens under the Fourth Commandment, and I urge you to read them. For the purposes of this discussion, I'll read to you the relevant parts. It says, It is the duty of citizens to contribute along with the civil authorities to the good of society in the spirit of truth, justice, solidarity, and freedom. The love and service of one's country follow from the duty of gratitude and belong to the order of charity. Submission to authority and co-responsibility for the common good make it morally obligatory to pay taxes, to exercise the right to vote, and to defend one's country. Did you hear that? You have the moral obligation to love and serve your country. Reject that, and you reject the teaching of the Catholic Church. Reject the teaching of the Catholic Church, and you reject her. Reject the Catholic Church, and you reject God himself. Reject God, and you condemn your own soul to hell for all eternity. Joe, God understands how I feel. Sure, he understands how you feel, but you're still wrong. He also understands that you enjoy pornography or why you use contraception or why you reject the real presence or won't go to confession. But he'll still send you to hell for not accepting these teachings on these things. God is perfectly understanding because he's, well, perfect. He's perfectly merciful, but he's also perfectly just. Because he's perfectly just, don't think for a moment that he's going to allow you to skate on anything just because you mistakenly feel a thing isn't right. Your feelings and opinions that are contrary to the official and constant teachings of the Catholic Church are paving your direct route to hell. That's not me saying it. Jesus said it. If you don't like that, take it up with him. Re-examine your conscience. Then repent for the love of God. The lockdowns over the last two years have changed the way people earn or want to earn a living. A lot of people are wanting to set up online businesses for themselves in e-commerce. The problem is, most folks have no earthly idea how to start, and all the videos on YouTube that are supposed to tell you how to begin just whet your appetite. Well, now you can get the help you need. Peter Prue, a successful e-commerce entrepreneur, is the founder of E-Commerce Empire Builder Academy. He's offering a free webinar that explains how he's made a full-time living in e-commerce and what his academy's all about. So if you want to learn how to set up an online e-commerce business, click the link in my show notes that says E-Commerce Empire Builder Academy and register for the free webinar. Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy, wants to make sure you're informed about all the Catholic news you need to know. 
Here's Joe Sixpack's top five Catholic news picks for this episode. Catholic news pick number five. Hats off to Fox News. Pretender Biden on Thursday announced new sanctions against Russia and ordered 7,000 more U.S. service members to Germany, but maintained that the U.S. military will not fight in Ukraine. Biden stopped short of sanctioning Putin himself and did not announce a ban on Russia from the SWIFT banking system, saying Europe is not on board with such a move. Putin chose this war, Biden said, and now he and his country will bear the consequences. No, no, no! You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic News Pick Number 4 Hats off to the Washington Examiner. Russian military forces have captured the infamous Chernobyl nuclear power plant after Ukraine's president issued a warning that the Russians were attempting to seize control. A local official said it was impossible to say that Chernobyl nuclear plant is safe, and Ukrainian President Zelensky tweeted that the move by Russia was a declaration of war against the whole of Europe. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic Catholic News Pick number three. Hats off to the Washington Examiner. The price of oil jumped to its highest point since 2014 on Thursday, following the Russian leader Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine. International benchmark Brent crude surpassed $105 a barrel amid concerns about disruptions to the global energy supply. U.S. West Texas Intermediate Futures, meanwhile, jumped by more than 8% to trade at $99.46, also the highest jump in eight years. You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic News Pick number two. Hats off to the New York Post. Taiwan's Air Force had to warn away Chinese aircraft from its defense zone, fueling worries that China may try to use the West's focus on Ukraine as cover to encroach on Taiwan. China maintains that Taiwan is its own territory, while opponents of the communist regime reject that claim. A Chinese defense minister spokesman warned the West against trying to stop China from impinging on the independent state, saying that the U.S. would be playing with fire if it intervened. Don't be such a butt! You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic Catholic News Pick number one. Hats off to the Washington Examiner. Governor Ron DeSantis played into recent buzz about his potential as a contender for the presidency at a speech for CPAC Wednesday. We rejected and still reject the biomedical security state, which erodes liberty, harms people's livelihoods, and divides our society, DeSantis said, putting himself against top-level bureaucrats such as Anthony Fauci. Florida has defeated Fauciism. Freedom has prevailed in the Sunshine State, he said. That's what I'm talking about. You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. I am hard, but I am fair. 
It's time for the Catholic Boot Camp with your drill sergeant, Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Learn the Catholic faith and how to defend it like you've never heard it before. This boot camp is tough, so there's no political correctness, no spirit of Vatican II, and no namby-pamby platitudes. Drill Sergeant Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy, will prepare you for spiritual war. Now here's Joe Sixpack. The ninth article of the Creed states two things we believe in. First, the Catholic Church, and second, the communion of saints. It's sad to me that so many modern Catholics neglect the saints, who love us and want to help us. The number of true stories showing the power of the intercession of the saints are innumerable, and perhaps one of the most powerful saints is St. Joseph, the forgotten saint of the Gospels. I'd like to tell you a couple of true stories about him. A great musician of 17th century Austria was a man named Paul Merton. He and his teenage daughter, Josephine, suffered greatly because of a depression that was brought on by continued war with the Turks. Often the two would retire at night cold and hungry. One day, feeling pity for her father's suffering, Josephine asked the celebrated musician, Father, will you let me go find work? Then I'll be able to help you. I'll ask my patron, St. Joseph, to help me find a job. Do you really believe the poor carpenter has such power in heaven as to get you a job in times as hard as these? With all the confidence in the world, Josephine replied, I'll write him a letter, tie it to my dove's neck, and let him deliver it to St. Joseph. Amused by his daughter's confidence in St. Joseph, he watched as she sat at his desk and penned the letter. It read, Oh, dear St. Joseph, have pity on us in our great need. We have neither work nor anything to eat. Beg Jesus to help me find work because my father is suffering from hunger. Your faithful child, Josephine Merton. Josephine folded the letter, tied it to the neck of her dove, then sent it on its way from the window. The following day, there was a knock at the door. The stranger there asked Paul Mertens if Josephine Mertens lived there. Yes, sir, she does. I'm her father. When the man was invited into the house, he explained his visit. My name is Joseph Hurt. I'm a jeweler and live just a few blocks from here. I have a special devotion to St. Joseph, and this morning I received a message from him telling me to answer in his name the letter sent to him by your daughter. I'm inclined to believe that my patron St. Joseph would be pleased if I could be of some help, so I came to see you. Surprised by this turn of events, Paul Merton explained the letter his daughter had written. He was even more surprised when Mr. Hurt offered Josephine a job in his store and Paul Merton to be his instructor in voice since he sang in the cathedral choir. He even paid Paul in advance. Then Hurt explained how the dove had flown into his open window where he took and read the letter. He was moved by Josephine's confidence in their mutual patron and decided to reward it at once. Some years later, Hurt took Josephine as his wife. In gratitude to her patron, 
Josephine had a remarkably beautiful image of St. Joseph placed over the door of the house where she and her father had lived in poverty. This next story takes place in St. Louis, Missouri. During a bitter winter of the Great Depression in the 30s, a convent of nuns had run out of coal for their furnace. It was already below freezing outside, and the temperature threatened to plummet as an even colder front moved in. They had no money for coal, and the coal man told Mother Superior he couldn't extend credit, that he'd extended more credit to people than he could really afford to do already. Mother Superior gathered the other sisters and explained the situation. They together knelt before the statue of St. Joseph and began praying. Dear St. Joseph, we are without cold and heat, and it's getting colder by the minute. Some of our sisters are already ill. We need your powerful help and intercession. You protected and provided for the Blessed Virgin Mary and Jesus without fail. We beg you now to provide for us. Within the hour, there was a knock at the door. It was the coal man. He told Mother Superior that a bearded stranger came to him and bought a truckload of coal, telling him to deliver it to the convent. While the coal man delivered the coal, Mother Superior and the sisters returned to the statue of their great patron and joyfully offered prayers and thanksgiving. So many are the documented miracles of St. Joseph that entire books have been written containing nothing but stories of his powerful intercession. Of course, countless miraculous events have occurred through the intercession of all the saints, and God continues to work miracles through their intercession today. Contrary to the cynical assertions of many Christians, this is still the age of miracles, no less today than ever, and the saints are our most powerful allies when we need help. Even I have been the beneficiary of the saints' intercession a few times in my life, and you can experience their help too. Asking the saints for protection and help is really no different than asking a trusted friend or relative. The only difference between your friends or relatives and the saints is that the saints have been freed from their earthly bodies and now live with God and the saints have the added advantage of being perfected and praying their perfect prayers directly before the throne of the King of Heaven. My patrons and favorite saints are St. Lawrence, St. Bartholomew, St. John Bosco, St. Anthony of Padua, and a certain priest I knew who went to be with Jesus and Mary back in 1992. I speak to each of them every day. When I talk to them, it's one of the times when I don't use formulated prayers, but rather speak to them as if they're seated right next to me, which they are. The communion of saints also includes your guardian angel, whom I also converse with daily. Actually, I speak to my guardian angel frequently throughout the day. He never fails to help me when I need him. Indeed, none of the saints fail me. They don't necessarily help me at the time I think they should answer, but they always answer on time, in God's good timing. When was the last time you spoke to your guardian angel or patron saint? Don't ignore them. They're as present to you as the person sitting next to you right now. They want nothing more than to be asked for their help. Even when you don't need help solving a problem, you can still ask for their aid. 
Every day I ask my guardian angel to remind me of things I need to do in the overall plan God has for me each day. Being a typical ungrateful earthbound human, I often forget to thank God for some of the good things he does for me, so I've begun asking my angel to remind me to daily thank him. I also ask all my patron and favorite saints to help me with this work every day, and you can believe me when I tell you this work is much more than simply doing these boot camps for you. So the intercession of the saints and my angel is absolutely necessary for Joe Sixpack to be here for you. Discover why thousands of readers worldwide turn to the Wanderer newspaper for weekly perspective and analysis of the news and events that increasingly threaten our values and our way of life. Hello, my name is Joe Matt, publisher of America's oldest national Catholic weekly newspaper, The Wanderer. If you take your Catholic faith seriously and you are concerned about the direction of our country, the ever-encroaching hand of big government, the assault of the culture on the traditional family, and the threat of progressive leaders in our churches who embrace much of the current leftist culture rather than opposing it, you will find a home in the pages of The Wanderer. If you are tired of being force-fed the agenda-driven false narratives of the day by the godless dominant media and the political elite who preside within our government, our schools, and yes, in our Catholic churches, it is time for you to take a look at The Wanderer. Every week The Wanderer addresses these concerns, exposing the who, what, and the why with sound analysis and solutions to these problems that threaten the values we hold dear. Not only is The Wander a great source for the issues that affect our lives, but it is also a great tool to learn more about the treasures of our Catholic faith and how to defend it in this time of great moral decay. I'm so confident you will like The Wanderer. For you six-packers out there, I have a special offer. For $1, that's $1, we are offering new subscribers the opportunity to receive one month's worth of issues. That's four weekly issues. Take The Wander for a test drive. After one month, it is $9 a month. You can cancel anytime you want. I hope you will take advantage of this limited offer today. Text the word NEWS to 830-331-5729 and I will send you a link to this offer or look for the link in Joe's show notes below. The Wanderer. For 154 years, unabashedly pro-life, independent, and conservative in its politics, and steadfast in its defense of Orthodox Catholicism. Catholic Church is 2,000 years old. A lot of wisdom is gained over two millennia. Each week we'll share some of that wisdom with a Catholic quote. So here's this week's Catholic quote. This week's Catholic quote is from St. Vincent de Paul. He said, You must ask God to give you power to fight against the sin of pride, which is your greatest enemy, the root of all evil, and the failure of all that is good. For God resists the proud. I believe a really great way to teach the faith is through stories, parables, and anecdotes. So here's today's story. A bleary-eyed man rubbed his head and mumbled, my head feels like someone hit me with a sledgehammer. I was very drunk last night. Another person answered, Drunk, sir? Do you get drunk? Yes, he said, and so does everyone else at times. I suppose you do too occasionally. No, sir, replied the stranger. I don't, and among my many reasons is this one. 
I never find that I have too much sense when I'm sober, and I hate to lose the little I've got by getting drunk. Drunkenness violates the fifth commandment because it not only is the intentional injuring of your health, but even deprives you of your reason and makes you act much like an animal. There's nothing wrong with drinking, but you sure shouldn't get drunk. This has been The Cantankerous Catholic with Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Thanks for subscribing, and be sure to visit cantankerouscatholic.com to get your free copy of Joe's popular book, The Best of What We Believe, Why We Believe It.